What's up, guys, and welcome back to Celtics Fifth Quarter. I'm joined again by Billy, who missed the previous episode because he was at a wedding. Billy, how you doing? How was the wedding? It was fantastic. Uh, it was good to get out and um, do a socially distant but uh, fun gathering. Haven't been able to do much of human interaction, so it was good to get out and uh, forgot how to like tie a tie and button up a shirt. It feels like forever. I've been wearing t-shirts and sweatpants, but um, it was fantastic. Celtics handled business that night. You and Jack handled business that night, and uh, here we are Sunday finishing up business against the 76ers. Yeah, Celtics big win, 110 to 106, completing the sweep. Uh, Kemba Walker led all scores with 32. Jason Tatum not far behind him with 28. What, what did you think of the game? What was your main takeaway? Um, a really, really frustrating first quarter. Um, with the first quarter was like was like reminiscent of the of the last minute of the basketball game where nobody was really able to establish pace um and just gotten way too much foul trouble and i don't know we'll talk about it later but i mean 19 free throws for the 76ers in the first quarter uh but then we were able to settle in kemba walker was fantastic and again like keeping your fingers crossed he looks healthy he looks fantastic and just continues to play really good basketball yeah i mean i i don't think the celtics played horrible offensively in the first quarter i just think they they got themselves into way too much foul trouble i mean they had five they were in the philadelphia was in the bonus with six and a half minutes left in the first quarter which you you just can't do i think they finished the quarter with 10 fouls um they kind of just threw off their their rhythm because some some guys had to be subbed out and daniel tice was subbed out 40 seconds into the game well hold on I know that Daniel Daniel Tice in the beginning, thank goodness we did sub him out because this is probably one of the best games that I've seen Daniel Tice play since he's been a Celtic. Yeah, I mean, he had a career high in the playoffs today, 15 points. I thought he, I thought he actually played really good on both sides of the ball today after having a pretty disappointing last few games. But uh, other than that, I thought that the bench was not particularly good today. They had 11 points on 5 of 17 shooting. They had 14 fouls off the bench, which is... I mean, Grant Williams had four fouls in six minutes. That's just something you can't have your bench doing, coming in and just fouling guys. Another thing is, Sammy Ojale has to stop shooting the ball. I know, I know you. Oh, love, look at that! I know you love Sammy Ojale, so I'll let you rant a little <laughs> bit about this one. Well, Doris is on there. Sammy Ojale is out there putting out horrible minutes, and everyone's like, "Oh, Sammy Ojale, he's a gym rat." You can hear the bat, you heard the barbells bouncing off the floor. It's like. All right, I get it. The guy's strong, but can can we stop letting this? Can we stop drawing up plays for this guy to take some shots, please? Um, yeah, if you uh, want him to be a defensive stopper, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, if, if Sammy Ojale is wide open in the corner and the ball just naturally finds him, I'm fine with him shooting the occasional three. But there there was multiple times where it was just like the ball bounced out to him on an offensive rebound, and he just threw like a wild three up that he didn't even really set his feet. And I'm just looking, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, there you can pass out to somebody else and re- just reset the offense. You don't have to shoot right away. I don't know. I, I get very frustrated with Semi Ojale's shot selection sometimes, but he had to get minutes tonight because Romeo Langford wasn't playing particularly well. He looks really lost on defense. I think uh, he's, he was outmatched by the Sixers just because they're so much bigger. And when he can't use his athleticism on the defensive end, he kind of just loses himself. No, I completely agree. Marcus Smart logged 43 minutes tonight, uh, led the entire team with 43 minutes. He played fantastic all night long, made smart decisions. Again, you're not going to really see it in the stat sheet, um, but he had some great defensive sequences. He had the play where uh, he gets the steal and makes sure to get the ball out as quickly as he can to Jalen Brown. Um, but again, just Marcus Smart has really become kind of uh, kind of the anchor. Obviously, Kemba Walker, Jason, and Jalen 
are the superstars here, but what really holds everything together is Marcus Smart night in and night out. Yeah, I thought Marcus played really well tonight. I also thought Philadelphia played pretty well tonight. I thought this was by far their best game of the series as a team. My guy Tobias Harris, I was saying some some mean words about him in the first, after the first three games, but I thought he played he thought he played pretty decent tonight. He scared me a little bit with his injury there. I mean, hopefully there's no damage to. I mean, he came back in the game, so I first of all I have no idea why he came back in the game. He came back in the game. Hopefully he's all right. They said he passed concussion protocol. I don't know how you pass concussion protocol that quick. But, uh, yeah, he had 20 points on 7 of 12 shooting. I thought Brett Brown managed the rotations better tonight. Um, he didn't play Horford and Embiid at the same time for a lot of the game. And he allowed Al Horford to take control and kind of set up the offense. And there was multiple times where Al Horford was playing the 5 and he was backing down the Celtics and scoring on him in the paint, which I thought it was Al Horford's best game as well. One of the things that I did notice as well, uh, when Ty- Tobias Harris goes out, yes, he did play better offensively. But you noticed as soon as he went out, how open the driving lanes were for Boston. Uh, missing Ben Simmons and missing Tobias Harris, it's really free reign to just get into the paint. Uh, and they really exposed that down the stretch. Uh, was definitely questionable about why he came back in the game. Definitely a testament to Tobias Harris's toughness. Mm-hmm. Um, but that fall was something else. I mean, you know, that was that was unbelievable um, for him to get up and walk off on his own power and also to come back into the basketball game. But de- yeah, I mean, Philly, definitely Philly's best game. I don't know why it took this long for Brett Brown to kind of give in and not play Embiid and Horford at the same time. Um, but obviously it, it, it worked wonders. And if they had done it all, se- all series, it may have been a different series. Done it all season. Never mind all series. I think that was probably Brett Brown's last game as the coach of the 76ers. I also think they'll probably fire Elton Brand as their general manager. And it's going to be interesting offseason for Philadelphia. I think they have a lot of moves ahead of them. I don't think they have to completely blow up their team, but they definitely have to make some moves this offseason. It's crazy to think, though, too, with the different things that they were doing with their centers and how out, like outsized we are. Um, we still out-rebounded Philadelphia 42-39. to 39. Again, we out-rebounded Philadelphia. Um, and it's funny. It's kind of one of those, like, your eyes deceive what actually happened, like Doris and Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson, t- terrible tie tonight, by the way. Uh, Doris and Mark Jackson were both talking about uh, how hard it looks for Boston to get a defensive rebound. And then you look at the stat sheet and Boston's out here out-rebounding Philadelphia. So a um, little bit interesting, but, again, a testament to the hard work that we've been doing on the boards here. Yeah, only allowing eight offensive rebounds, which is still too many, but down from the previous game, 20 offensive rebounds. There's always that one thing that kind of allows Philly to stay in the games, and today it was 15 turnovers for Boston along with 25 fouls. Those two things kept Philadelphia in the game. It ended up being a four-point four game at the end of the game. Uh, the game was not that close at the end of the game. It shouldn't have ended that way. The Boston allowed them to stay in there at the end. A bad beat for anyone that had Boston uh, minus seven and a half. It looks like it would look like it was locked up after the Tobias Harris headed to the bench. But just like you mentioned, uh, 27 points for Philadelphia from the charity stripe and 21 points off of turnovers. So something you're definitely not going to be able to do moving forward, especially against a Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse coached Toronto Raptors team. Um, but again, a win is a win. Uh, and I guess one more kind of takeaway from this series was it was really physical. Like, I almost am looking at this series and, like, lucky that we don't have any guys. I'm sure guys are dinged up, but not to come away with any injuries or long-lasting affecting problems. Um, you saw it 
Kemba Walker several times was roughed up coming off of screens. Jalen Brown got roughed up, I think, hit the floor pretty hard. But this was a very physical – this is about as physical as a four-game series as you're going to see. Yeah, I completely agree. And they'll have some time to rest before the next series. I think if Toronto wins tonight, which the game's in an hour from when we're talking, um, the, the game will be game one will be on Thursday most likely. And if Brooklyn somehow manages to steal a game or two, uh, it'll probably be two days pushed out after every win that Brooklyn gets. But uh, at least three days for, for the Celtics to get some rest. Another positive from the game, I thought, was Jason Tatum did get 10 free throw attempts, which you've been talking a lot about how you wanted him to get mm-hmm. double-digit free throw attempts. Uh, but one little negative about Tatum, because I thought he did play pretty well, he only shot six shots in the first half which you don't want your, your main score, your superstar, only getting up six shots and a half. Yeah, Tatum with only six shots there. You know, again, picking nits here. Jalen Brown only took three free throws the entire night. Um, but just to zag that, I thought that Tatum did a fantastic job without the ball. Obviously, you do want to see him being a more aggressive and taking shots, but he does a fantastic job of playing complementary basketball, and that's basically anybody on the team. Anyone that we see – that has it rolling. I mean, there are times where Marcus Smart would be deferring an open three to get the ball to Kemba because he had the hot hand or just being able to see Tyson Canner kind of work their minutes out. Uh, again, it's the selfless team and um, we're always able to find who has the hot hand and everyone else is just trying to uplift the team and do what's right for the team. No egos, just trying to win basketball games. Um, and then as we kind of wrap this up, what were your series notes before moving forward here? Celtics had three 20 plus point per game scores in this series. Uh, Jason Tatum averaged 27 for the series. Kemba Walker, a little over 24. Jalen Brown, 21 and a half. That shows you how skilled their star three players are. Uh, another thing is Kemba is pretty much unguardable by big men. That uh, It won't matter as much in the Toronto series, but if they're able to move past Toronto and assuming Milwaukee moves on to the Eastern Conference Finals as well, I think Kemba Walker would uh, make for a very tough matchup for a team like Milwaukee. Uh, another thing, Brad Stevens is a genius but we're probably going to go up against the Raptors who are coached by another genius in Nick Nurse. So it'll lead to a almost chess match between the two coaches and how they manage their rotations. I'm really interested to see how that one goes. And one, one stat I want to point out before we talk about moving forward is Joel Embiid was a minus 53 for this series. Jalen, uh, Joel Embiid, for the most part, um, you know, we've kind of listed our frustrations with him um, and he expressed like, I mean, he was even snappy with reporters after the game. You know, it's just it's just frustrating, again. Uh, and towards the end of the game, though, when he did deny Al Horford coming in when he got his fifth foul, he was just exhausted. He was completely tapped out. It probably would have been better for him to come out of the game. But, again, just, you know, bad decisions, taking shots. Uh, I think he took seven shots above the free throw line. He had seven misses above the free throw line tonight. And, again, it's like – why are you taking shots up there? Like if you're going to go out and, you know, Brett Brown was mentioning it in his post-game presser, you guys got to play bully ball. You're bigger than the Celtics. There's no reason that Joel Embiid should be taking even five or four shots above the free throw line. Um, so that wasn't great. And then again, aside from it being extremely physical, this is a horribly officiated series. Um, you know, we talked about Jason Tatum not getting calls early in the uh, series here. I thought the Sixers got the short end of the stick tonight uh, from an officiating perspective, uh, despite all the free throws that they took. Um, Just a really, really bad officiated series. And quite honestly, there's been some bad officiating throughout the entire playoffs, whether you want to talk about the Dallas series or you want to talk about uh, the Jazz series. I mean, there have been some really bad officiating, uh, really hoping that that can get better here in the second round. 
Yeah, the refs in the bubble have made some questionable calls. I think a lot of that can be attested to. There's there's no fans, so they're they're hearing all of the little slaps now, things that you would normally brush off as like a soft touch. Now you're hearing the slap, and you're more likely to call that foul. Um, also, just the players probably being a little bit lazy. I, I think that's kind of wearing off the further we get into the playoffs, but it was at, at, at the start of the bubble. Uh, players were out of shape. Players were getting lazy on defense, and I think that's still rubbing off a little bit. But uh, moving forward, Sixers too. Three technicals for the Sixers tonight. All four technicals. Actually, no. I get the the Brett Brown one wasn't really a questionable technical. It was a questionable call, and I get why Brett Brown was arguing. But the other three technicals were all very questionable technicals. I mean, Marcus Smart got a technical for saying "ball don't lie." Uh, that brings you yeah. back to the Reed Wallace days. Uh huh. And the Tobias Harris one, even though I mean. I was I was jumping out of my seat, but it sure did look like that was a reach in on Tatum. He expressed a little bit of frustration. Um, you know, I just I, I don't I don't see a re- I didn't see a reason to really kind of take control of the ball game. I didn't think anything was out of control. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Sixers are frustrated. Let the refs hear about it. About yeah, moving forward, some, some some concerns I had after this game. Uh, Jalen Brown didn't really have his best game. Shot two of nine from three. He missed a couple wide open threes, which was a bit concerning. He also had five turnovers tonight. Um, obviously, the foul issues are a bit of a concern. Um, the inexperience on the bench, just moving forward against teams that have more playoff experience, especially all coming off of their bench. Guys like Romeo Langford, Semi Ojale, Ennis Cantor, they all, they all got to step up on the bench and play better defense. Um, another thing I want to talk about is Gordon Hayward. I have no idea if he's going to return at all that he he's out four weeks with his ankle sprain but then he's also probably going to miss time when his wife gives birth to his son so there's a chance that we don't get gordon hayward back at all so we're gonna have to move forward thinking that we're not gonna have him someone's gonna have to step up out of the guys that you just listed on the bench or even javante green who's had knee injuries recently somebody's definitely gonna have to step up and we're gonna have to find good minutes brad monomaker was great in game three or game two uh, he wasn't horrible tonight. He didn't have a great shooting night. I believe he was one for six. Um, but somebody's definitely going to have to step up. Toronto, you know, you can kind of call it, uh, you know, chalk when it comes to coaching. We definitely have more talent in the starting lineup, but Toronto is so, so deep. Um, it's going to be, it's again, it's going to be a really interesting chess match. Um, but again, we're really going to have to have some folks step up off the bench. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into a series preview once the Raptors officially advance and uh, take down the Nets. But overall, I think the Celtics just have to play better basketball. Uh, they got away with a lot of things in this series because the Sixers, de- Sixers were depleted. Sixers aren't. Uh, they're not a contending team. Uh, and I believe the Celtics are capable of playing better basketball. You saw moments of it, especially in Game 2, where they can play really, really good basketball. And not just their starting five. I believe their bench can play really good basketball as well. Absolutely. And then as we look at uh, kind of moving forward here, or wrapping this podcast up, one shining moment. What was your one shining moment tonight? To me, to me, there really wasn't a one shining moment in this game. That it was there was no standout play. Um, I think there was more of a turning point in this game, and that was uh, the Tobias Harris injury. As much as that, it's unfortunate to say the Celtics went on a 12-0 run after that. I believe it was tied at 77 when Tobias Harris went down, and the Celtics went on a 12-0 run after that. Um, and B looked out of gas after that, and it was just pretty much over. Player of the game. This one's got to go out to Kemba Walker. I mean, Jason Tatum did play well, but Kemba Walker was 
pretty much unguardable the whole game. He had 32 points, led the team in blocks after tying for most rebounds last game. He had two blocks tonight, four assists. Um, Kimball Walker played great. Uh, I'm happy for him that he finally got his first series win. He had the most amount of points scored in, at among active players without winning a playoff series. <laughs> little fun fact. But, uh, yeah, he finally got his playoff series win. And Kevin Walker also, they talked about it in the postgame, he actually missed uh, morning film this morning and uh, was sick today. So didn't know that, but, again, couldn't tell, by the way, he was playing today. Fantastic game by Kemba Walker. He's out there. He's smiling, playing defense. There are even a couple sequences where he was picking up big guys, like he was picking up Al Harford a couple times. Um, you obviously don't want to see that, but he did force a couple misses out of obvious mismatches. So uh, just doing, again, whatever it takes to win the game. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a play where Joel Embiid posted up Kemba, and I was like, oh, this is going to be an easy bucket. And he forced Embiid into taking like an eight-foot fadeaway shot that he back-rimmed. And I was like, that's great defense. And then the next play down, Al Horford found himself with a mismatch on Kemba, and Kemba pokes the ball out. How does that keep happening? That can't happen, though. We've got lucky a couple of times, but we can't yeah. be getting into those mismatches up and down the court. But, hey, he made plays out of it, so good for him. Uh, he play, he puts a lot of hustle in defensive end. Uh, I, I love when he does that. I love when Kemba Walker makes a great play on the defensive end because everyone kind of just brushes him off as a, this little guy, as you saw Josh, Josh Richardson tonight. Uh, <laughs> after the, the over-the-back call, he was calling Kemba short. First of all, never call well, we Kemba Walker short again after he puts 32 on your team. That is true. But we had we had, we had had two spicy folks today. Al Harford was spicy again. Al Harford was like, I don't know who Al Harford was this series. He was he was talking a lot. He, he, I don't, I, it was not the Al Horford that I know. Yeah, Al Horford looks very frustrated, and I don't blame him. He's very frustrated with the role he's given. There's no reason that a five-time All-Star, a guy with the experience he has, should be on the bench at the end of the game. And just Brett Brown wasn't playing him at the end of the game. Um, so I, th- I think that if I'm Philadelphia, I'm looking to move Al Horford this offseason. If I'm Al Horford, I'm looking to move this offseason. I don't, I don't really know what team would would go out, uh, go out of their way to take that contract. I mean, maybe you could go out to Sacramento and say, what, what, what would this take for us to get Buddy healed? But... It's about the only thing I can think of. What do you got for bottom line? Bottom line is Celtics are going to have to raise their level of play, especially from the last two games. Um, they got to limit their mistakes. You know, they can't keep getting into foul trouble. Got to limit their turnovers. Got to box out on the defensive end. And if they do that, I think they can beat the Raptors. It, it definitely won't be as easy of a series as it was against the Sixers. But um, I, I, I got Celtics in six against the Raptors, assuming they move on. Celtics in six. Okay, yeah, I'm fired up about it. We'll get into it a little bit more in our uh, Celtics-Raptors preview here. But a bunch of good basketball left here. Interested to see if the Blazers can figure it out. Tough loss last night. Interested to see what happens with the Jazz and the Nuggets tonight. Uh, but good playoff basketball all around and excited for this next round. Yeah, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Celtics 5th and on Instagram at Celtics 5th Quarter. We'll be letting you know when that Celtics-Raptors preview is coming out. But until then... Go Celtics.
feels like a nightmare Basking in the light Just take cover, we get under Every warning, they ignite